Hello. Hi, it's Keith. Hi, is this the first time you tried to get me? No, I've called a few times actually. Oh yeah, I, I forgot that, uh, I didn't forget you, but I had to go and see a, an elderly lady over at Windsor Court tonight. Right. And then I got kind of chatting with her and I didn't realize how late it was. Yeah, no, that's no big deal. I mean, uh, it's not. A, I mean, for me it's only five o'clock, so. You know, the time difference kind of works to my advantage in that way. So were you able to vote today? No, I mean, uh, I'm really not even, I haven't even gotten around to getting BC ID yet, you know, or a, a hospital card or any of that stuff. So I'm a little ways away from voting, but honestly, I mean, I don't know anything anyway. Like, I don't know any of the issues and stuff. Everybody seems uh, very much opposed to Stephen Harper. That's all I ever hear. Everybody at this job I got, they're like, oh, fucking conservative government, and I don't know, but but I don't know. <laughs> like... So I wouldn't. I wouldn't well, have voted I, uh, anyway. I don't think you were. You've been there long enough anyway. I forget how long you've got to live, but uh, at a certain location. But Mark went over to vote. And, oh, really? Um, I didn't think Mark would. Oh yeah, be no. I, I drag Mark off to the voting polls every oh, okay. time. But uh, oh my lord, it took a long time. He didn't have any ID that had eight nineteen Union Street on it. Right. He doesn't have a photo ID. Apparently, he lost his wallet. Um, so. I went online I to figure out, well, what do you do? And his address is P.O. Box 3152, our, our, our P.O. Box. Okay. But his voting card had 819 Union. So we had to go through all this rigmarole where I, well, I had to swear an affidavit that, and he had to sign it too, all this stuff about, uh, uh, I couldn't believe the stuff that was on it, stuff, stuff like, uh, first you had to verify, I had to verify that that was his address and he had been there a certain length of time. That right. was no problem. Then they told him, uh, I guess me too, if we were committing fraud and trying to uh, like slip an extra vote in there by sneaking into a poll that we weren't supposed to be at, that the fine would be $5,000, I think it was. Um, and there were all these other like uh, criminal, you know, the, the criminal element of if you're trying to fudge the vote and blah, 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 blah. And Man, they really take it serious. So then they got him to sign the thing. And we, we had to go, like, to two different stations to get this stuff done. <laughs> At one point, uh, this person went in to vote, and we were, like, next in line. So we stepped forward, because Mark had the affidavit. And I said, why don't you just give them the affidavit? I thought, well, you know, while she's in there doing her thing, they could be like, oh, no, get back. You know, and they made us, like, had to step back a bit, you know, as if we could see what she was doing. She was behind, she was about, like, maybe 10 feet away behind a cardboard thing like right like we could see it sure ha ha and i thought well geez you can move this thing right along because while she's voting they could be checking our name out and scratching us off the list but no no we had to completely wait until she came out gave her ballot to the scrutineer and who then had to tear off the little piece and then give it to her to put in the box and until it actually slipped down in the box we couldn't step forward with our paperwork. Yeah, it really is like 18th century pomp and circumstance, you know? It's like... Yeah, but I'm sure in the old days when you voted, it probably wasn't all that hoopla. You probably just went in and said, yeah, Barbara Smart, 763 Union Street. Now here's the other joke. So we're at the Kinsman Center, and somebody came in, and they lived on Pine Street. Now Pine Street is just a friggin' around the corner. Yeah, it's like two, three minutes away. Anyway, they sent them up to St. Mary's Church. said, no, you don't vote here. You vote at St. Mary's Street. So I said to the guy who had just sent this person away, I said, geez, is that right? I said, because we live further away than that. 
uh, he said, Pine Street's just, just there around the corner. Well, he says, if you think that's odd, if, you're, if you live on an even number, I think it was an even number on Pine Street, you could vote at the Kinsman Center. If your number was an odd number on Pine Street, then you had to go to St. Mary's Anglican. Weird. I wonder if they had like uh, some year way back in the day. Maybe they just it was overcrowded or something, and it's just been weird ever since. I don't know. I don't know. Man, I mean, I guess like I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. I feel like any of my friends would uh, be so disappointed to hear me say this because this is all I see on Facebook is like, oh, you got to vote, 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 vote. But I give no fucks about voting, (laughs) like especially with all this weird stuff. When we left, I said, "Man, times have changed." I remember when I was a kid and my parents went to vote. My mother always came home with a box of chocolates that somebody who wanted her to vote, probably conservative, had given out. And my father always had a bottle of, I'm going to say, rum. What, like, so, and, like these were just. They got like, it at the polls. Man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't know if you got them before, because, of course, I wasn't there. I was a kid. Uh, I don't know if you got them before you went in or when you came out must have been before you went in because what would be the point of giving it to you when you when you came out you didn't know how they vote how you voted in a way that's but if kind you gave of somebody uh, a box of chocolates on the way in those conservatives yummy they give chocolates that's I'll go over them it's kind of neat in a way because uh like yeah it's like so antiquated and weird and just putting ballots in boxes and stuff it's so i mean that kind of glad handing like fits with that <laughs> like it's kind of neat in a way i kind of like that did uh, your parents ever, once you were of age, were they, or did they get their kids to go vote, or, you know, like the way, I assume? No, no, they never talked about that kind of stuff. That's just something I started doing when I was uh, fairly young. Well, I got to work at the polls when I was in university. Right. Uh, I worked on them twice. I, um, once as a scrutineer, and once as a, jeez, oh, I don't know what I did the first time. Uh, but you got paid really decent money. And they pay, They fed you lunch, and you were there all day, like from 7.30 in the morning until 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night, but it was really, really easy stuff. Um, one year, it was just uh, people would come in, and you'd confirm their address, and you just cross their name off a list, and that was it. And another one was, it was a little higher up, I think I was probably taking my BED at the time I got that one. Um, and it was kind of like just double-checking to make sure that those people who were scratching off names and all that stuff were not screwing around and telling people which poll to go to. And um, So I think it was as, as a result of that that I, that I did voting and kind of got into it. Yeah, so, uh, I must tell you this little thing. When I, I might have told you this before. When I was a little, little small kid, I was probably about five, and I remember we were living in Beckwith Street, Mary's, in Fredericton at that time. And I remember the big talk about our mother was going boating. And our mother never went anywhere, right? Right. Usually, except, you know, she'd go shopping and stuff like that. But it was, oh, she was going boating. I thought it was boating. And she was all gussed up. She had the hat on. And now remember, this is the 1950s. And she had the hat on. She had the gloves and the, just something like something right out of Mad Men. And I thought, man, she looked she looked pretty darn fancy to be going boating on the river. I figured she was going down to St. John River to get in a boat. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be like a real slow boat to not like ruin the outfit. <laughs> oh, she was all gussed up. I figured it had to be something like uh, going on the Queen Mary or something down in the St. John River. And that's how she was going boating that afternoon. Yeah, I don't know when I've done something corrected me and said, boating, boating. <laughs> 
I don't think it was then, because I think for a few years I thought she had gone boating that day. Yeah, it's a weird thing, too, with voting, where I just heard a thing the other day about, uh, just about how antiquated it is and how weird it is, and there's only one country in the world that uh, does voting online with, like, just with the internet, and uh, I could be wrong, but I think it's Estonia. Like, it's just some country you'd never guess in a million years, <laughs> but... I don't know, like everybody else, yeah, they're so they're so stuck in um, just whatever, how it's always been, and just the slowness of change that they just don't want to do it. But uh, it makes way more sense to do it all just from your house with computers, and then you could vote on all kinds of stuff. Like, the only reason there's, you know, only uh, an election every four years is because it's a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> like, nobody wants to do this for little things or more often or whatever. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Well, and when you consider the complications that were involved in, in just just us, you know, allowing him to vote, even though he had the voting card. Right. Because he didn't have a photo ID with an address on it that matched the voting card. We had to go through all that rigmarole. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's one thing that, uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really had much contact with old Mark in some time, but... I mean, back in the day, I don't even think, you know, you'd be able to wrangle him <laughs> on an adventure like that. So, I mean, that's a good sign, right, that you can just... No, actually, no, strangely enough, he's gone most times with me when there's been voting hmm. for, for years. <laughs> I don't know if he has any clue about what it is that he's doing. I assume, like, he just votes how you vote, you know, like, just uh, so you can get a I bonus vote? I have no vote. idea. <laughs> oh, I really? Ask. You literally just take him and just to see what'll happen? <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a right to vote just like everybody else, and if yeah. he wants to spoil his ballot, even. No. But I don't think he did. I suspect he voted NDP, but I didn't ask him, and the only reason I suspect that is because we had an NDP sign out in our lawn at home and at the office, a great big one down at the office. So you think it... Tom Melcare and Sharon Levesque, whatever her name was, whoever I voted for, but I can't remember her whole name. So there they were, hanging off our lawn. So you mean you just figure that 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 just because he saw them, not that he had anything to do with these signs? Like I'm getting this weird. Oh, like, he definitely had nothing to do yeah. with those signs. <laughs> I guess because I. Even that, when we got in the, we got in the car to go, and I said, "Do you even know where we're going and what we're going for?" Oh, well, we're going to vote. <laughs> I said, "Do you know anything about who you're voting for?" I said, "You know, we got Harper and Trudeau and Mulcair and and uh, Elizabeth May." Uh, I said, that's not who you're going to see on the on the ballots, but, uh, uh, and he's got the headphones in his ears, right? So he can't hear what I'm saying anyway, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, he, he stood around, went through all that bullshit of getting uh, the okay to go ahead and went into the box. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, yeah, I can't argue with that then, I guess, uh... <laughs> Against all odds, it looks like my brother is more uh, responsible than I am. <laughs> like he voted, and, and, I didn't. He, and he voted at the provincial election that we had here a year ago. I, I honestly don't think. With me on that. I don't think I've ever voted. I mean, if I ever did, it would have been a similar situation of just going with you. But I don't know that I ever did. Doesn't mean any bells. I don't remember you ever going with me, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh, I guess if I'm sure if I looked into things more, I would have some kind of opinion or whatever. But yeah, like I honestly. I just don't know, and I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm just not willing to just go with what everybody says. Like, even if I could vote, and all everybody I know is like, oh, you have to vote liberal or you're the devil, I still would be like, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they're probably right, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like I all... usually traditionally have voted for the underdog. Right. Um, and, you know, people say, well, you're going to lose your vote that way. Well, well, maybe I am, but 
You know, if enough people vote for the underdogs, eventually the underdogs might become the upper dogs. Right. And if you just take that tact of, oh, well, you've got to vote liberal or conservative because they're going to take it, and if you vote for anybody else, you're going to lose your vote. Well, that's the whole point of voting. You see, yeah, if you want to vote for the underdog, vote for the underdog. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems weird to me. I mean, again, my whole understanding of the world is not good or anything, but, but it really does feel like the kind of system that would have made sense in some English hamlet, you know, 300 years ago, but it's just like the the country is so big and the systems of it are so big. I just really feel like it's like a weird... I mean, I guess it does change things, whoever side wins, but I don't know, it's just peculiar. It's just a weird cog in the machine, like to have everybody vote i'm like i don't know can't we just violently overthrow the government or something <laughs> doesn't like if we really want things to change maybe i'll do that someday and that'll make up for all the times i didn't vote well and there's a whole argument out there about whether voting is 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 of any effect anyway um and you know it probably isn't well i guess there's Especially like again the like, way we vote is is so odd you vote for you vote for some little local yokel and hopefully and it, like, you'll get up. enough yeah. to get a, get a seat in parliament or you're like, Jimmy, get out of here. Jimmy, just, well, we've got to chew on you, got to chew on you. Anyway, we'll see. I, I suspect the liberals are going to take it this time. but. Uh, and I guess, again, with my, my limited understanding of, uh, of anything, the only thing I guess I can think of, you know, in my lifetime around you know, in North America, I guess it's like the George W. Bush stuff is like, maybe if he didn't get elected, then they wouldn't have had this big stupid war and all this stuff. But I still, even that, I kind of look at it kind of the other way. Like, why do you even have a society where people can vote for a guy that can just start a war? (laughs) Like, isn't that the problem? Again, violently overthrowing things seems like the only answer to me. Like, that shouldn't be an option to me. Like, I don't know. Just weird well and that whole system though in the states i i i I can never quite understand it i've had it explained to me many many times how that how their system operates but i can never get it well all that stuff too like again with like why don't they just if they really give a shit like hanging chads and butterfly voting fucking ballots and all this shit just do it on a computer like if you really give a shit like get into the present you know I don't know. It seems weird to me. But, I mean, they're the country with dollar bills still and us like, pennies, and, you know, they're never going to change anything. They're just they're ridiculous. What's weird about them, though, is they have the popular vote, and then they have the Senate vote. And even though the popular vote, which is like you and me voting for some guy, a guy might win that way, the Senate the Senate can wipe that out, or certain states in certain primaries can wipe that out. And, and that's what I don't get about it. It's a very convoluted system. I mean, ours is much simpler to understand, although maybe they sit down there across the border and say, oh, my God, that Canadian system, how convoluted that is. Well, I'm sure they just have utterly... Uh, they, I'm they sure probably, they don't think about it one way or the other. They, they probably know as what much am I as... Saying? They probably know as much as I know. Like, it's just a blur. They don't know anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, so anyway, no, I didn't vote, though, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Well, actually, when I think about it, that was a stupid thing to even ask you, because you definitely haven't been out there long enough. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, my whole, I mean, eventually, I really should get around to this, my whole goal was just to get, um, 
just to get some Vancouver or some BC identification so I can get a library card so I can book out the little rooms at the library to uh, like the little voice recording booths so I can record some stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> then voting is probably 20 steps beyond that of like things that I would have in mind once I'm an established citizen so but, now that so we've yeah. talked about the the nation's issues uh, what's going on with you well, just still a stupid-ass job. Um, so I was doing the five days a week thing, which the only upside is uh, is the paychecks are a little better. It's been like $700 paychecks, so I've got a pretty good little chunk of change from all this working. And then uh, the way tips work is uh, they just collate them, and every couple of weeks just give you a big whack of money. So it's like 150 bucks. It's a crazy amount of tips that just because it used to be at the old coffee shop it was slower and we just uh, at the end of each day you just get them and maybe you'd get an extra dollar an hour you know out of it if you're lucky but i think it's because uh, so many people use cards now they don't use cash and they tend to tip more like because a lot of it the like the little machine just asks if you want to tip and then either a money amount or a percentage so if people do 10 percent that's usually more than whatever change they would have had uh, or they just do a dollar so like it adds up so I've just got all this just money, the extra money for no reason. So that's cool. But so then how does the tip work? Like the individual like you just doesn't get the tip, right? Yeah, so then they just kind of figure out, you know, how many hours. Here's, here's all the tips that got made in the two-week period. How many hours did you work? All right, you get that percentage of the tips, and then here you go. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because I'm there every goddamn day of my life. <laughs> so it's been about 150 bucks each time. It's quite a bit. And then I, but, but I still, I just don't want to work that much. It's just miserable. So I worked my way down to four days a week. And then this was supposed to be my first three days a week, which would be like, I think I, three sounds good. You know, it's like not more than half of the week, you know, it's at least slightly less than half, but, uh, but also because I'm just free all the time, like that was kind of the idea is I'll work three days a week, but if somebody's sick or somebody has a class or blah, 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 then I'm there to fill it in. So it immediately got filled in, so I still have to work four days a week. <laughs> so I don't know. And, and that's the thing is I know it's like, uh, you know, just subjective about how hard jobs are and stuff. And this job has gotten easier now that I'm more comfortable with it. But, uh, but just today I, I went, I had like this weird little corn growing on one of them, or some kind of weird bump that hurts. I don't know specifically what it is on one of my toes. Because I looked up bunions, and apparently bunions are only on the big toe. They're very specific. But... Uh, but anyway, I went and got this like little Dr. Scholl's thing that's like uh, it's like a little Band-Aid, but like a donut-shaped Band-Aid. So you put it around the part on your toe that hurts, and then it's got a little medicated thing. So as I was putting that on, I noticed that the skin in between most of my toes is all like, you know, like as if it had been sunburned, like all dried and coming off. So I started kind of rubbing it and kind of pulling it off to get rid of the dead skin and then my toes started bleeding so I'm like you know what <laughs> I don't care what anybody says this is too much work <laughs> like this is too much being on my feet at this fucking coffee shop I think that like definitively proves that this is too much work are you wearing some shoes that are too tight uh I mean I don't think so these are actually really good like sort of sport shoes that I got that I was having like weird uh when I first moved here just problems with uh leg problems because my old shoes were falling apart but these have been great like they're really well supported and yeah and like you're wearing my, socks inside them yeah and uh i mean my uh my legs don't get too tired i can make it through the shifts like i'm in real i mean i'm really i'm in better shape than i've ever been in so it's 
So that's, that's why I was so surprised. I'm like, Jesus, look at what's happening to my feet. <laughs> like just, uh, are you wearing nylon socks or cotton socks or what? Uh, I, I presume they're cotton. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, sometimes if you're wearing like a polyester sock, it, uh, your the sweat coming off your feet isn't being absorbed like a cotton sock would absorb your feet right would absorb sweat you might want to check what kind of socks they are yeah i guess i'll check that although i mean they're pretty you know pretty fluffy kind of sock socks like they seem they seem like they would be okay for that i think it really is just like you know just spending my whole life running around so fucking idiots can have cheesecakes <laughs> yeah well could be but yeah i'll tell you something you could get that i swear by it you weren't use it on anything go to a dollar store buy yourself a bottle of calamine lotion or a drugstore right and uh just put, put that on your feet and it'll kind of any rough red spots whatever and then you can use it on pimples on your face use it on anything yeah couldn't hurt i mean you can go out and buy all kinds of expensive medication and all that shit but it doesn't work uh, it's just the such calamine a, lotion is very, very effective. Such a weird little moment too, where uh, instead of going to like the big shoppers drug mart or whatever, I went to one of the like sort of mom and pop sort of uh, um, drug stores, you know, just to support them instead. And uh, so it's kind of quieter, and you know, it just doesn't have the harsh lighting and and stuff. So it just feels like a sort of more quiet, calm environment. And I'm at, like looking through all the stuff that you put on your your feet, like if you're. Alice or somebody like just you know the lifelong waitress who's just got you know weird problems with your feet and I'm like oh I don't know either I'm just getting older or just this job really is ridiculous or whatever but it definitely felt like a distinct kind of like I've never been in this aisle before <laughs> like you know a little little curve in life but anyway yeah so I'm still struggling greatly to work less at that place that would be nice Man, it's weird too, like, just because pretty much everybody else there is going to school. And there's, like, a ton of people that work there. It's, like, a real big sort of workforce, and they're mostly all school kids. So I, you know, just sitting there all day whenever it's slow. So I'll ask them what classes they're taking or how it's going or whatever. And, I mean, obviously I'm pretty well, I'm on the record as, like, just not being down with school in general. And, and I really, the reason I didn't go to school, it's not from big philosophical differences. It really is just because I just, it was miserable. I just didn't like it. <laughs> so I just didn't go. But the more I learn about all these people and, like, their relative, like, position in, like, okay, here's how far I am into school, here's how in debt I am, here's where I'm going to end up, here's how much debt I'll have, and here's what I hope to do with my degree, it's like company script. It's like, you know, that stuff, like the blue sky mine and all this shit, where people will, you know, like, the company owns everything and you get company money and you just get so into debt with the company and you can never quite get out. That's what it seems like. It's like these people get like crazy into debt. These like, you know, kids in their early 20s, crazy into debt. And it seems like a lot of these degrees that they're working toward, as far as I can kind of gather, it's mostly just so that they'll then have the confidence to go try to get the kind of job that they want. Like they don't necessarily, it's not like doctors and lawyers, it's not like jobs where you really do need a degree. But I think they just kind of have this idea like, well, I'm not really worth anything in the world. No one's going to pay attention to me unless I have this piece of paper. But to get this piece of paper, I'm going to be like 40, 50, 60, 70,000 dollars in debt. And then you're just in debt. You're just indebted to this dumb society. And it's like, why do parents like get their kids to do that? It seems like very irresponsible way to run your life, I think. 
but it's always like the oh get your life together fly straight go to school like that's the answer everything's fine as long as you're going to school and it just does not seem that way to me at all well that's one thing you got to say i didn't force you no <laughs> and i mean i guess i mean chances are you guys would have just paid for it anyway it's not like i would have been <laughs> you know, trapped yeah, if you wanted to go we would have paid for it yeah i mean i just didn't get the charmed life i guess and i still didn't do it but uh yeah i don't know it just seems really amazing to me of like like yeah all these years at school and all this debt and then it's like i just feel like i guess that maybe that's the difference is if you don't like it's a it's a path at least it's like a clear goal post to move toward whereas without that you know it's like well what do you want to do with your life and what do you want to do in the world and you've just got to go figure out how to do it and that's like way more abstract and way more scary and difficult and weird but also you don't just get caught in horrible debt like the debt is unbelievable some of these people are getting into and yeah and it's not to be a brain surgeon you know it's to be like I don't know to work at animal shelters and just like weird dumb jobs that like you know like just go put yourself out there you could take that money and you could open a business you could do something like it's yeah I don't know I really I'm just it's weird because I I just kind of presumed that it's like oh, you know I was probably wrong about this <laughs> you know like as I get older and older I'll see how wrong I was and how I should have gone to school and it really is not it doesn't seem that way to me you know, you get people like Brad or my friend Mike that, you know, they got master's degrees in computer science stuff, and yeah, it was expensive, but now they have super awesome jobs, and it's all paid off, and everything's great. But that's just not how it's going to play out for, like, a lot of these particular career ambitions these people have. But it's just school. School's just the de facto. You just got to go to school. Got to do it. It's just weird to me is all. I don't... If I had a kid, I would never ever i'd be like are you fucking crazy <laughs> like do you know how much debt you're gonna be in why are you doing this hmm. well i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but i don't think it's the kind of thing that you should go and seek education in search of the almighty dollar right you should uh, if you want to if you want to go to i don't know enlarge your mind expose yourself to other things that you wouldn't necessarily expose yourself to. Because um, there's some people just don't have that confidence to do that. Yeah, you seem to, but there seem to be, like there's a whole lot of people who just, I don't know, they don't know what they want. But it's wrong for people to go just because um, you're getting out of high school and it's expected that you would go to university. That's not the reason to go. Yeah, and it's obviously, uh, it's pretty easy to shoot holes in my particular stance. I mean, I'm in my mid-30s just working at a coffee shop. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, and I, I mean, yeah, so I, didn't, I could be wrong about this. I'm just like, you know, taking whatever little information I can get from talking to these people. But it does seem like that's the kind of vibe that I get is this sense of like, well, I'm, it, it, I'm not worth dealing with or like no one out in the world is going to want to deal with me or take me seriously without a bunch of school under my belt. And I, I'm pr I really feel like most people probably wouldn't care or don't 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 care eighty grand enough. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, like like there's just man, especially because everyone does it. Just everyone is doing it. Everyone has these things, and I just yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, and that's what 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 it's done is it's uh it's outlived its usefulness. Like right. originally, I think that university with credentials and learning, I mean, was a value. But now everybody does it. It's expected that that's what you should do. I mean, how many times are you like, 
you're in your grade 12 and oh, what are you going to do next year? What are you going to do next year? And that pressure of, oh, yeah, brutal. you know, to just say, I'm not doing a damn thing. I'm just going to lay around. I'm just going to get this friggin' diploma so I can at least have that. And that's it. Oh, then there, you know, people look at you like, oh, there's something wrong with you. But meanwhile, if you're saying, oh, I'm going to such and such a place or I get accepted to three universities and it's eh, big deal. <laughs> That's one thing, too, where I definitely just came into this job at the wrong time for all this working because it is also super counterintuitive that I want to work less because everybody else is like, God, I would work more if I could. I just uh, can't because of school. But, but yeah, it's like they got to they gotta work because like, they just got just to, you know, so that the debt at the end of the road will be less crushing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even though it's still going to be brutal. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know. That's all that's been on my mind this week is my bleeding feet and all these kids and their debts and barely a thought to voting <laughs> oh i got some cool so i was over in north vancouver earlier today i was like oh, i'll just go hang out over there and then i you know called to do the podcast but uh but you weren't home yet so uh so i was just hanging out over there and north vancouver you know it's kind of tough to get to you got to take the c bus or the Lionsgate bridge so there's not that many homeless people over there and it's like kind of fancy or whatever but as I was just hanging out by the phone, this, uh, this you know, more well-to-do homeless guy <laughs> asked me for some money. And, like, he really, uh, I don't know, I just blabbed him for a bit. And he was telling me about how he used to be in construction. And he got silica in his lungs and blah, 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 all this stuff. I don't know. But, uh, but he's like, hey, I got these things. And it's, uh, he has these, like, nutcracker toys that he's like, I found these outside some store. And, like, they're totally fine. I don't know what was going on. But here they are. So, uh. So I bought the Nutcracker toys, these little weird wooden toys from him for like five bucks, <laughs> just because he seemed like kind of cool, and they're really these kind of cool little toys. So I don't know, that's what I did today. <laughs> also, just because I get like, I feel like that, that $150 in tips, like it's just weird extra money that's like, I didn't ask for this, I don't really need it, like what's all this weird money? So, I don't know, I'll give five bucks to a homeless guy, whatever, <laughs> you know, why not? But I don't even want well, these things. Well, and he gave you something in return. Yeah, and I don't really want them or anything. But I think uh, I'm just gonna go to the coffee shop tomorrow when I'm fucking crack a dawn when I'm working, and I'm just gonna hide them around the store and see if anyone notices. <laughs> you know? Just just hide them on a high shelf somewhere, and that's what I'll do with those. And how's the new place working out there, they, where you live? Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. It's uh, I think I finally kind of got the spiders at bay. It's just because anytime I open the window for a bit, it's not even like basement level. Like those are even worse. It's just first floor. But uh, but yeah, it really is a constant battle against spiders in Vancouver. They're everywhere. But uh, but on the plus side, excuse me, on the plus side, there's no other bugs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the spiders really take care of everything. But like all over the house, like everywhere that's not my room, there's always just like weird little spider webs everywhere because nobody else is keeping up with it. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm looking after my room and that's it. But uh, two of my roommates seem pretty cool. One guy is like an environmental studies student and the other guy is from uh, Nova Scotia somewhere. So that's cool, East Coaster. But the third guy, he's not the worst, but he's, uh, he's in like his 50s and he's trying to be an actor. Which, I mean, you know, I'll probably be him soon enough. I'll be in my 50s trying to be a writer or whatever. So, I mean, I'm not faulting him for that. But he's just, I don't know, he's just annoying. <laughs> like, he's just like, I don't know, I just ran into the bathroom to pee real quick on my way out the door. And he's like, can you close the door, you know, when you pee? Like, the door was closed so no one could see me. It just wasn't closed all the way. But, uh, you know, the sound of me peeing was too loud for him. Even though, like, you know, as if closing the door is going to make that much difference. 
but you know like whatever if he's really that sensitive about it like i've just started like sitting down when i pee because i'm like whatever fine i just it just really bothers him that much but but uh or the other day somebody was cooking something and then he's sort of like oh that's you're using the pot oh man what are we gonna do like i was gonna cook something it's like, well, we're not going to do anything, dumbass. Like, you wait till this guy's done. If there's only one pot in this house, <laughs> like, there's nothing that can be done. Why are you, like, making it a whole weird little scene? He's like a fucking annoying drama student, except he's fucking 54 years old or whatever. So I don't like him that much. I don't know anybody's name. <laughs> like, I learned the names the first day, and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I was going to put a sign on the, uh, like, just put something on the fridge that's like, hey, I'm Keith, I'm the new guy, here's my number if you need me for anything. But then I decided against it because I'm like, why would I open that door? Like, I know I'm a, I'm a fine roommate. I won't get in anybody's way. I don't need to like have rando McFucking actor guy like texting me about his, like oh, I don't know. Hey, you left your window open or whatever, you know. <laughs> but I like the neighborhood a lot. I'm really glad to be in that neighborhood. That's like there's like different. There's like always uh, certain parts of every city that feel like that city, and. Like, that's the part of Vancouver that I like the best. Like, by Commercial Drive, it's, like, the kind of hippie part of town, and it's just cool. It's just the best. It's right by the train. It's easy to get downtown. So the location's good. The room itself is okay. The house itself is a piece of crap. It's just a big piece of crap with a bunch of weird people that live in it. So, yeah, that's that. And uh, just because of all this working, like, I just wake up... Every day I wake up at 6 in the morning, no matter what. No matter what time I went to bed or whatever. So, yeah, that happened today as well. So I'm, I'm a little out of it. I guess that's all I got in my brain. A little spaced out. How's the weather out there? Still decent? Eh, not really. But it's been sunny most of the days that I work. And uh, <laughs> I think I've had, like, one day off where it was actually nice out. But, like, today it's uh, just the clouds, the ever-present clouds everywhere. And it is kind of weird, like... You are, yeah, you just, like, you can't, it's just, like, gentle little rain that comes and goes, and you can't really tell what time of day it is, and and it does just kind of get you down. You just kind of can't help it. It's just, like, gray. So, yeah, that, that's begun. That, I guess that's going to go on for a while. Well, it's cold enough here that we hit below zero. Oh, geez, yeah, so I guess I shouldn't complain, because, yeah, it's not cold here. Uh, <laughs> I had to put the heat on. Um, I mean, it's on right now. Damn. Yeah, it was, like, three below this morning. Yeah, that's always kind of funny to me is talking to these the Vancouverites that have never really left. Like, I guess I mentioned this before, but yeah, they really have no conception of what it's like at all. Yep, you just cross that mountain range and it's a shit. Yeah. I mean, everything. I mean, out west it's been cold. When I say west, I mean the prairies. Right. Ontario's had its ups and downs. Not as, not as cold as here, though. But yeah, we've not had a, a good October at all. It's been yeah quite miserable and cold. And when it rains, it's been raining big time. But uh, cold. Now tomorrow it's supposed to be up to about 15. So go figure. Did we ever get like I, I definitely remember it snowing before Halloween, but I don't remember it ever like there still being snow on the ground for Halloween. Do you remember that ever happening? No, no, it's usually been gone by Halloween. Yeah, just lucky. Although I, guess, I remember yeah. you sending you kids out and going out with you, actually, when you were quite young kids, that, oh, man, sometimes it was just brutal. <laughs> and then other times, just as mild as could be. Yeah, it really is random. Good old Canada. Yeah, but out your way, I mean, I'm sure it's still just like, it's probably like late summer. Yeah, yeah, it's really not that bad. Yeah, because I've kind of uh, still got my East Coast kind of mentality. Like, I went to uh, Walmart, and I just bought 
you know, thermal shirts and, and long johns and stuff. And then I'm like, I'll probably need them eventually, maybe, but maybe not. Like once I got them, I was like, oh, maybe I don't need these actually. <laughs> but like that was like last winter in that weird basement apartment in Toronto. It's like, there's no taking them off. It's constant. Like it was like so cold in that basement too. Like it just was like, just not well heated down there. So I, I kind of got used to it cause I'd prefer it to be a little cold than a little hot, but I just, you know, wearing like thermal everything all the time. So the occasional time that I dragged myself to take a shower, it was weird too because that apartment, like the shower was really reminded me of being like at someone's cottage or something. It was not like a, a modern bathroom. It was all just kind of crappy and it's all cold. And I'm like, all right, I better really need this. Cause you know, like here I suddenly I'm wearing no clothes and freezing winter. Like just like, even though I was in my house, it felt like a dangerous thing to do. And now I'm going to get wet. Like what am I asking to die? That really was a crappy place. But yeah, I don't know. We got dead silence here yeah. for a couple of seconds. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I mean, if they, you know, I'll just trim those parts out, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it flows a little better. But yeah, I think that's really all I got on my mind. Nothing else I can think of. Because yeah, even though it's only 5 o'clock for me, since I woke up at 6 in the morning, I'm kind of done for. Probably going to. One thing I do sometimes, just like it's, I find it's easier to get up crazy early than even normal person early. Like I'll probably just go home and go to bed soon and I'll wake up at like three in the morning and then go to work for seven. And like, I guess you kind of like that. Have some time in the morning and do some stuff. Yeah, I really like uh, like early, early morning. Although I'm finding now I'm not getting up as early as I was because it's dark. One of these people that's obviously guided by the light in the summertime when it's, you know, daylight comes about 4.30. I am awake, 4.30, 5 o'clock. But as it gets darker now, like it's dark, it's dark almost till 7 o'clock here now. And, uh, you know, six, like this morning, I didn't wake up until 6.30. I said, oh, shit, i got to get to work. <laughs> kind of flew around here for a little bit. But uh, last week, uh, it was not unusual to be awake at 5.30. Yeah, it's weird that our society really just ignores all that stuff utterly. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, our whole thing should kind of change in the winter. Like, it should be less working, more, you know, reaping and sowing, right? It's like, you know, <laughs> this is the downtime, but we just ignore it and everyone just acts like normal. Cause that's and next week, see, the time's going to change uh, next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be next week. The time will change again and I'll start getting up early again because it'll be... Will it be darker or will it be lighter? God, I can't remember now. Fall ahead. Fall ahead. So at 6.30, it'll really be 7.30. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're going to have to get up earlier. I always remember that because, like, that always would happen just when I was sort of getting into a groove with school, you know, where I still hated it, but at least I wasn't just abjectly miserable. Then the time change would happen, and I'd have to get up an hour earlier, and it's like, well, fuck it. Fuck this. I'm just miserable now forever. <laughs> like, Yeah, fall behind, terrible. spring ahead. That's how it goes. Terrible. Yeah. Every year, the worst. Yeah, apparently um, Sweden is doing a thing where they're going to try six-hour workdays. Might just be for government. I don't know the details, but man, that that makes sense to me just in general, but especially in winter. I feel like that's what businesses should do. Like, let's all just, let's just do this less. Because, yeah, it was especially... Well, there's a whole lot of studies out that say the four-day work week is actually more effective than the five-day work week. Yeah, I even If you're find, working like nine to five. Yeah, like these eight-hour shifts, like I am just a mess by the last two hours. I'm all spacey. I barely know what I'm doing. I hate it. You know, the first six, I can power through six. So yeah, probably a similar thing is like, 
Yeah, like what yeah. exactly is all this? So work they feel for? that they feel that Fridays for a lot of uh, businesses are lost leaders anyway. Right. Like people are just dicking around and 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 in schools are finding the same thing. Like Friday's just a wasted day, but Monday to Thursday is really quite. Uh, you can really get a lot, a whole lot done, and you could take your Friday and just put an hour on each day, like an hour, an extra hour on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and let them have Friday off. And it's, well, it's particularly weird in Canada. Like, this is the kind of uh, political party that I would vote for. Is, uh, like, because we're that much further north, like, I don't even think in, in America they really get a sense of what it's like to, you know, be on the bus coming home from a job or something at 5.30, and it's pitch fucking black. It might as well be the middle of the night. And, like, it's like, shouldn't we alter things, like, so you can at least see the sun? Wouldn't that be good for people? Yeah, and especially, like, when you're into November and December... It's dark in the morning and it's dark at night. Yeah. And yes, it's, there is some daylight, but hey, you're inside. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really am. I really am out of brain powers today, so I guess we might as well wrap this up. Shut her down then. Drag myself home, head to bed. So I can get up and sell some coffee to people. Bye. <laughs> But I guess that's the thing, like, now that I'm at least sort of getting sort of, like, the, all the dumb little millions of little jobs to do with this job, like, I got them all down, I know how to do everything, I finally remembered everybody's name, because there's, like, fucking 17 employees or something, and uh, so it probably won't be so bad once I really can reel it back, you know? Like, because I used to find at the old coffee shop, where I only worked three or four days a week, three usually like it was kind of good because I'd be working on my own stuff or whatever and then like it's almost fun because then I get to go see people and hang out and do a thing where I'm talking to people I'm not just by myself doing my weird little projects but yeah just just too much too much of this although oh yeah I guess uh, uh but I stuck with my no caffeine thing where just because seeing everybody drinking coffee all day was like this is too weird and I don't I, should, I shouldn't do this so I mean now I, I don't I don't really have hard rules for anything really. So but I found what I've done is like I only have coffee if it's like a, a, like an appropriate setting. Like if I met some weird diner getting breakfast and they have like those little tiny you know 1950s glasses of uh, of coffee, like I'll have one of those because it's just appropriate. It's just what you're supposed to have and it's a like a reasonable size of coffee and like that's a situation where it's weird to not take the coffee because you know. Flo is there with her coffee <laughs> you know you're just supposed to have some coffee but on a day-to-day it's uh yeah it's been good because it is definitely easier to fall asleep and and I still have to pee all the time but it doesn't have the same urgency like if I have to hold it for 40 minutes because the stupid coffee shop is busy it's not the end of the world where if I was full of coffee that is just that is the end of the world you know so I think that's been for the best so I'm going to try to stick with that but on the other hand, that's probably why I'm so dopey, too, because a lot of times before we would do these podcasts, like back in Toronto or here, like, I'll just go grab a coffee and then call you, and I didn't do that today, <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe that explains it a little, but, but I think it's for the greater good. Probably, and eventually your body will come acclimatized to it. Right. Then you'll have that first cup of coffee, and it'll, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Set you right off. Yeah, well, one thing, too, just because I'm surrounded by coffee all the time now, but we have, like, the decaf stuff, so, you know, sometimes I'll just have a little decaf, whatever, and I think the placebo effect works a little. Like, it's still like I'm having a coffee. But, yeah, I think that's better, too, because I think that was 
part also of what was making me so miserable at this job, especially at first, was like just the stress of having a job after all this time, and that it is just too much work and it's tearing my feet apart and it's miserable. But uh, but yeah, also because it was a coffee shop, it was like, well, I'll just drink a bunch of coffee. But there's always that downswing, and the downswing for coffee really is bad for me. Like it puts me in a really bad mood. So yeah, it's just not worth it. Particularly when I'm trying to deal with fucking all these people that I just am like, I just, I hate you. I hate your whole life that you're in here buying two pieces of cheesecake for $15. Like, you're garbage to me. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas when I'm not coming down off caffeine, I can just be like, well, whatever. I don't care who you are or what you do. I can at least stay neutral. Oh, one thing. I guess I'll say this one little thing. This, I, I was amazed how much this actually did sort of help my frame of mind is... Uh, one of the things that drives me nuts is, because I'm usually on the till most of the day, is asking people if they want their thing for here or to go. Nobody ever tells me. It drives me nuts. I just hate asking it over and over all day. It's the worst. And uh, But then somebody pointed out to me it's because Starbucks doesn't have for here stuff. You just order the drink and they give it to you in a to-go cup and that's it. And they're obviously the, you know, the coffee leader. Their Starbucks is everywhere. Half of our stuff is named the same stuff as Starbucks stuff. I'm like, oh, like, that's why. And that just made me, like, not as mad at these people. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that does. Now that I think about it, whenever I'm at Starbucks, yeah. It makes like, sense. I just say the name of the drink and that's that. So I'm still really trying to uh, streamline as many of these questions as possible. Or I just presume things for people. And if they really have a problem with it, then, you know, they'll tell me they want the other thing. But uh, there's always that occasional goody two-shoes employee, though, that's like, oh, you know, you're not wearing your shirt the right way, or you didn't ask the question, but there's not too many of them here. So at this, at your coffee shop, if I wanted to have it in, do I get a, a mug? Yeah, although we found out just uh, from experimentation, or I've like, you know, it's in a for here cup, and they're like, oh, actually, can I get that to go? That then when you pour it in the to go cup, there's a couple of ounces less liquid, like the eight ounce for here cup is really like a six ounce <laughs> i don't know it is something oh, we noticed really? yeah i it, would have thought if you were staying in you might get a bigger cup yeah or like uh i don't know there's a at the old place the blends place um i know like if people brought their own cups they got 10 cents off and i always thought that was kind of a cool idea just so people wouldn't use the disposable cups or whatever like give them some incentive but here no you actually get less <laughs> for for using using a glassware but anyway, so I guess that's uh, that's not so bad. I really am trying to, like at first I was all about the uh, work in the till because that's what I used to like to do at the old bl- coffee shop at Blends because it was slower and, you know, I like talking to people and just, oh, hey, you're, where are you from? New Zealand? Oh, that's weird. Tell me something about it. And uh, and there's just no time for that here. And it's just, yeah, these robotic questions, like it should just be like a, a little iPad screen that they put their order into. Like there's really no need for me to be there asking all these, oh, it's like, okay, take this for instance. Some guy comes in at 6.30 in the morning with like a ball cap on and he's kind of unshaven and he's like 55 and he goes, give me a coffee. All this guy wants is a fucking coffee. He doesn't want any bullshit, right? <laughs> but I got to ask him what size he wants and I just go small, medium, large, but technically they're um, tall because that's what, for some reason, Starbucks calls the 12 ounces tall, even though that's the small one. 
grand because Starbucks calls theirs the grande. And then our big one, the place is called Trees Organic, so it's called Trees Size. So would you like tall, grand, or trees size? And then would you like that for here to go? And uh, do you prefer medium roast or dark roast? And he's like, will you give me a coffee, you piece of shit? <laughs> and I'm like, I know I'm a piece of shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, so like, that's the kind of thing where I just don't anymore. I just like, if some, again, if there's occasional goody two-shoes employee around, it's like, oh, Keith, you didn't do the thing. But if no one's in earshot, I just give them a coffee and we're done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, and uh, that's one thing, too, is like nobody is, wants to change anything or they just want to follow all their dumb little rules and stuff. Like uh, when people pay with a credit card, it always prints out two copies of the receipt. And everyone Asian wants their receipt. Every English second language, like there's, and there's a lot of like Japanese uh, students here learning English that love cheesecake. We get a ton of them. They all want their receipt. And I presume it's either a cultural thing or maybe they just really do want to keep track of their finances while they're abroad, which seems a little counterintuitive for them to be buying $8 cheesecakes every day, but whatever. So I just give them their, their receipt without asking, but nobody else wants the receipt. So I tried to go into the machine and change it so it would only print one copy of the receipt because nobody except the Asian kids want the second copy and there's a reprint button to just print the second one. But there's a password, so I couldn't change that option. <laughs> but but like that's the kind of thing where I would just do it. I would just do it, everything would be better for everybody and that'd be that, but, but I can't get in. Seems like kind of a waste. So what happens with the duplicate? It just goes in the garbage? Yep, just mountains of them all day, just throwing it away. And uh, and it's a smaller thing, but uh, the music, nobody likes the music. The music is just this random, weird little iPod that over the last, like, four or five years from what I can gather people have just been each manager alters and changes and it's this total mishmash and bullshit that is just the worst that nobody likes but nobody wants to change it and everybody's like oh that's just how it is it's supposed to be so when nobody too official up the chain is working especially on the weekends when I'm working there I just brought in my own I made my own coffee shop playlist it's the best it's super appropriate it's nice and chill and cool and it's like music that people like and some guy actually complimented me on one of the things he's like oh you know this band you know like and I just play it and it's like just don't ask just do it but even uh, even one of the people who is always like, oh, you got to do all the little rules, and now you, for the girls, like, you got to have your hair up, and just, like, real little rule person, even she was like, oh, yeah, this is better. <laughs> like, I hated that other one. It had all these Taylor Swift songs and stuff. I'm like, well, you're welcome, then. Maybe you don't follow every rule at your dumb job that doesn't matter. Speaking of weird music, uh, there is some guy who is out selling, I don't know when what, um, but it's music from Kmart. Mm-hmm. Apparently, over the years, while Kmart had its elevator music or its store music or whatever, which is all pretty bland stuff, he recorded it and he saved it all. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> over 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 a period of like you know ten twelve years, and he now has uh, published it. Wow. I worked on CBC last week, and they played a little bit of it. Talk about bland. Just that like <laughs> Muzak type of stuff. Man, that's that funny, kind though. Of stuff, yeah. I, I wonder if it's you can... It's all from the 1970s, just before... I think Kmart went out of business in Canada, I think they said 1989. So it would have been up to 1989. I think he started in maybe the mid-70s, up until the store closed. And wow. he used to work for, work for Kmart, so he recorded it all, and now he's published it all. Man, that's awesome. I love stuff like that because that must be like, yeah, like beyond bland because even even like rock songs from the 70s are kind of like not really rock, you know? So like the soft music must be crazy. 
Yeah, and I don't know what it's called, but it's somehow the Kmart collection or something. So, like you know that. what? I should now. I should try to find that or something like that because there's this one old lady that comes into this coffee shop we, the, every day. She's there every day, and she's the only one who doesn't like the music that I play. She's just like she doesn't know it's me. She just is like, why does this music? It just seems like too dreary and too dirgy. And I mean, she's not wrong. I guess a lot of it is kind of Elliot Smith type crap. It's all just like you know, gentle fucking, I don't know, I'm just trying not to ruffle any feathers. And somehow that ruffles the old lady's feathers. So I was thinking I might make a special playlist for when she comes in. So I don't know, maybe that could work. <laughs> just get her some like Kmart music, I don't know. But I think... Uh, anyway, if you went online, you might be able to find it. Anyway, apparently he's just he's just published it. I really should just I'll ask her out. what she likes, like Lawrence Welk or whoever. I don't know, that'd be fine. And just yeah, like while she's there... She's there for way too long every day. She's there for a couple hours, but just yeah, throwing some big band music or whatever. I don't know. I just so she's How old is this woman? She's real old. Like, there's two of them that come in all the time. One of them is, like, mid-50s, and in she's, like, 70s, I'd say. Probably early 70s. She might like, yeah, she might like some of that big band stuff. In the mood, you know, Glenn Miller and the Goes Guys. Yeah, or what's that band? The Ink Spots. Do you remember them? I don't want to. Oh set yeah, the that world would be. That would be like early fifties, maybe. <laughs> I only know that. She's in her seventies. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of those fifties guys, like uh, a, a lot. You know, a lot of those melodic type groups that uh, kind of all sing together and like the Letterman and uh, yeah the Ink Spots and yeah hopefully I can just find like a I'm sure I can find like some compilation somebody else has made because I don't really know my way through those Even waters somebody like uh, like Paul Anka yeah guys. totally <laughs> yeah I could go for that actually <laughs> that sounds pretty great to me uh, you know Neil Sedaka uh, uh, Paul Anka Neil Sedaka um, Bobby Darren um those kind of guys, they'd probably be right up their alley. Yeah, maybe I'll try that then. Because then that could be fine, and that's very coffee shop appropriate as well. Because the big band stuff, I think those people, they would have been people who were young in, their, in the 1940s. Right. They'd be in their 80s. Right. Somebody in their 70s, you'd be looking at, yeah, you'd be looking at the, the, the Letterman and those kind of guys that, uh, you know, they all sing in harmony and... Yeah, <laughs> I'd say I'd say that that's a better bet. You know what I was just thinking is uh, it probably would never happen, but just uh, no matter how many times I've been kind of bit by the internet and by putting myself out on the internet, <laughs> I was just thinking like, like it's unlikely that anybody from this coffee shop is going to somehow stumble upon my stuff on the internet and listen through all this stuff. But like that one girl that I was like, like rule rules lawyer person, you know. It's like she's fine, and I get along with her and everything. But I just like now I'm thinking like, oh, what if she did? What if she for some reason dug this up and listened to it and would be all mad at me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll just presume that that won't happen. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I guess I wrangled a little more ranting out of myself. So that's cool. But yeah, I guess I should go. Okay, so you're gonna switch back to Thursdays, or uh, I'm not sure because uh, yeah, the way it has been going theoretically i'm not supposed to work thursdays but, but well like, you know just send me a, just send me an email if you're gonna if you're gonna switch off or when and all yeah because like i said it's not like a set in stone thing it was that i was working yeah. tuesday thursday saturday sunday but then i was supposed to not work thursdays but like my thursday this week is immediately booked up by something else so or something more working 
So who knows? But yeah, so I I'm guess just, we'll just. I've got the TV under this antique roadshow, and I'm looking at this picture of what a beautiful, beautiful lamp this woman's got. Wow. It's got all this gold gilt on it and everything else. Oh, I wish they hurry up and put the price up there, boys. I want to see what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here she comes. Four to $5,000, early 20th century Bradley and Hubbard lamp. Yeah. Wow. Not bad. She's pretty friggin' nice, but I wouldn't have thought that much. <laughs> and now they got this cute, cute little bear. He's a little teddy bear with a little little clown hat on. Oh, he's probably worth about 3000 bucks too. Yeah. Does that, I've never really watched that show. Is, do they often have stuff that's expensive, or is it just a lot of just oh, yeah. regular stuff? Uh, well, the, the stuff they show on the show is obviously worth uh, a lot. Uh, this is the American uh, Antiques Roadshow. Uh, I'm sure they get a whole lot of crap that people bring in there. Right. Um, but they what they would show on TV would only be the the, the really valuable stuff. Yeah, that's like. Uh, Do you ever see that show, uh, Storage Wars, where people bid on storage lockers that have been abandoned? Yeah, I don't watch that a lot, but I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I watched one where these guys uh, had all this stuff. Well, that's one. And, like, uh, I gotta presume that a lot of that is set up, right? Because otherwise, that would be potentially the most boring show in the world, where everything is just junk, <laughs> just people's old junk. But who knows? Maybe they just film enough stuff that some of it's good. There's another one where they go, they clean out people's attics. Right. And they uh, then they renovate the attic. So they've got their renovation costs versus whatever they would find in the attic that might be worth something. And uh, you know, sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. But sometimes they find some really weird stuff up in there. Oh, my God, this little bear is cute. I wish they'd hurry up and say what he's worth. Come on. Give the price. That's all people care about. <laughs> you just want to see if they might have some little bear that's equivalent. I wonder but yeah, they just they usually just show stuff that's really valuable. So I'm sure when they come to town, you think you've got some piece of junk in your house. Oh, it must be worth a fortune. But they wouldn't even show that on the show. Right. Do they? Should they must show those sometimes though, right? Like people crestfallen. I feel like that's also pretty good TV once in a while. Just like oh. <laughs> well, I've never watched this very much, but I the few times that I have seen it, I can't really say that I've ever seen one where it's not worth a lot. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe that is like TV is so uh, meticulous. Like maybe they're like, ah, the ratings are no good when it's worth nothing. <laughs> Don't show those anymore. And they've been around here. I mean, like they came through here um, two two years ago, I think. The Antique Roadshow's Canadian version was came through Fredericton, and. Apparently they had big long lineups of people taking their junk over there to see if it was worth anything. And you can see people. Oh, here's the bear. Wow. 1920, Stiff White Clown Bear, 2500 to $3,000. Man. Whew. I wonder too about that, the logistics of that, though. Like, to who? Does somebody actually, is there, like, does the antique roadshow have someone that makes them an offer, or do they just, like, hey, it's worth this? No, it's just these guys who are appraisers who would say, well, here's what it would sell for at auction. Right. Of course, then people say, oh, well, I'll keep it then. I'm not (laughs) going to sell it, because I didn't know it was worth that much. Anyway, I don't think I have anything that would be worth that kind of money. Mine's just sentimental junk. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tons Uh, of it. I got a couple weird nutcracker toys in my pocket, so I got that. <laughs> you never know now. Those might be worth about 
20 bucks. Yeah, maybe if I held on to them forever. That's one thing I always thought was kind of uh, funny about, I mean, my only, um, you know, experience with that type of stuff is really comic books, but people always coming into the comic store wondering about their comics, trying to sell comics, and it's like, like even comic books that do appreciate in value, like if you just got a mutual fund you know, and waited that long, you'd be way better off. Well, the thing with so many of those things is as soon as you touch the package and open it, it it's depreciated. Right. So it's got to be really, 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 really old if it's been used. And, hey, most people, when they bought those things, they bought them to read and use. And, you know, they'll say about a kid's toy if the toy is in its original package. Well, what kid's going to get an original toy and not open it up? Oh, I got this original toy. I got to keep that. It might be worth something when I'm 50 years old. I remember. You remember uh, those uh, that game Magic cards that I used to play all the time? <clears throat> yeah. I guess that's still going. It's still pretty popular, or whatever. But even back when I played it, there was uh, like a first run of those cards before it became popular. That they're really hard to find, so they're really expensive. And like the the most rare of all the cards was, you know, it was like $350 or something. And uh, there's a guy on YouTube that just like tore one up and throw it in like the in the toilet and stuff and I'm I'm kind of okay with that like everyone is outraged but it's like maybe you should not give a shit about that you know <laughs> like maybe that's the dumbest thing in the world to think these like cards that are representative of magic spells <laughs> are worth money like at least the really old stuff like that's neat just because it's from 1920 like I'll give that some kind of a pass just because just the pure uh, unlikelihood of anything surviving that long, you know, that's kind of cool. But some playing card that came out in 1994, get out of here, nerd. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like it's almost like a public service to buy those up and destroy them just so it can no longer take up any space in anyone's mind that this is an, an important thing. That's, if I was rich, I'd probably do shit like that. That'd be great. Just buy, like, comic books and toys and action figures that are supposed to be worth a lot and just wreck them <laughs> just destroy them hey, you're warped Keith <laughs> just radical therapy I mean yeah people just hold on to all their junk like it means anything it's like come on it don't mean nothing that's what I say and I mean probably I wouldn't really do that because I don't even I really care but it's a funny idea but anyway, on the note that I <laughs> that I may be warped because of my <laughs> wish to destroy uh valuable objects i guess uh i guess we should wrap we'll this up off. yeah so i'll let you know whenever a couple of weeks i'll see what my little work schedule's like and i'll, I'll send you an email to let you know what day i'm free so okay. it, is it still just like mondays and thursdays that are good for you uh pretty much yeah wednesdays are out sometimes tuesdays though we're okay okay like if i have some notice and i know i'm going to be home but cool. if not i'll send you something back and say i'm not I won't be around. All right. And yeah, I mostly work in the morning thing now, so it's not as bad. Like before, I was working like noon until eight sometimes. So yeah, by then it's, you know, how late is that for you? Like midnight, I guess, right? <laughs> it's way too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're a four-hour difference, aren't we? But yeah, it's not as tricky now with the morning shift thing. So yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, congratulations on voting and getting my brother to vote. It's, it's pretty cool. Didn't expect to hear that. Well, we've done our civic duty. Yeah, I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> did Dad vote? Did at least... Yep. So three-quarters of the family voted. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's pretty good. That's pretty good odds. Seventy-five <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, I mean, even though I have my personal shame of not voting, the family voted. So there we go. Yeah. Well, you had you had other excuses, so too. We didn't live there long enough is one of them. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go leave it at that. 
fair enough. I'll take it. I'll try to okay. see what All happens right. next time. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.